Hi, it's Chitura Dinze, and you're listening to the Keeping It Simple podcast. everybody it's chuck coming to you live from my dining room at berkeley california welcome back to another episode of keeping it simple this week's episode is brought to you by quick play you guys know quick play is the world's leading innovator in soccer goals head on over to quickplaysport.us to shop their goals and training equipment and use our code 10 off np for 10 percent off that's the number 10 O-F-F-N-P. This week on the show, we have on Chitoro Dunze. Chitoro is a goalkeeper for Leicester City and the U.S. Men's National Team. He got called into his first camp in November. And on the show, we talked to him about his pathway over to Leicester. And we learned that he actually is has been training with the first team, the I'm not sure for exactly how long, but he's been training with the first team, which I didn't even know. And it's a pretty cool accomplishment for being just 18 years old. So on top of that, like I said, he just got called into in November. He got called into the U.S. national team camp. And we talk about that, what it was like receiving that call and what his emotions were like, where he was, what he was doing. And then, yeah, we talk about what it was like moving from Vancouver over to England and just his youth career and development from there. Um, yeah, before we get into the interview, uh, I did this segment last week and I don't have a name for it yet. If you guys have any suggestions, let me know, but I'm just going to run you guys through what some of our guests in the past did this past week. So Chris Richards, episode three, he made his debut with Hoffenheim. Uh, he started at center back, I believe. I don't know. I didn't actually watch it because I was sleeping. Um, it was at 6.30 my time, and I wasn't waking up for that. But they ended up losing 3-1 to Hoffenheim. A little unfortunate. Um, but looking moving forward, hopefully hopefully uh can get some minutes. It looks like he already is, and then get a lot of development. Zach Steffen, episode 16. His team, Man City, they beat Liverpool 4-1 just move closer to winning the premier league, which would be amazing for Zach and just us soccer. And then Cameron Harper, he is, has been linked with the red bulls. He Cameron, as you guys know, is originally from California. He's from played in uh, Southern California and he's over at Celtic right now, but I don't think agreement has been reached, but, or anything has been confirmed, but he's been linked with red bulls. So keep an eye on that in the news. Uh, that's it. All I got for you guys. Let's hop into the interview with Chaturo. Okay, we now welcome on to the show. Another special guest is Leicester City goalkeeper and U.S. Men's National Team goalkeeper as well. Chaturo Adonze. Thanks for joining us today, Chaturo. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. So before we start, we've heard a lot about you from our former guests, and we know that you go by C or Big C. Is that correct? 
Okay, cool. Um, all right, we're going to start out with some some quick hitter questions. Just like going to go rapid fire, just run through them and then just give like as quick of an answer as you can. I didn't say no more. All right, <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Allison or Ederson? Allison. Uh, Kanye West or Jay-Z? Kanye. Uh, favorite club that you supported growing up? Ooh. Arsenal, Arsenal. English food, Canadian food, or American food? American food. Go to pregame uh, musical artist. Bob Marley. Uh, who's the GOAT goalkeeper? And you can't say Van der Sar because I know you idolized him. Oh, wow. How can you do that? Um, <laughs> oh, now I have to think. Um, my GOAT. We'll come back to it. Um, favorite American player of all time? Tim Howard. Uh, toughest player that you've played against within the Leicester first team? Jamie Vardy. Uh, what, do you have your driver's license? And if so, what car do you drive? I don't. I've actually failed my test three times. <laughs> oh, no. Yo, I feel that. I failed mine when I was, well, like, back in the day. I failed mine twice. <laughs> yeah, it's the parallel um, parking. Uh, see... I'm a good driver, right? I'm a good driver, but <laughs> it's just situational. Um, I you kind of ran a red light. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> on the test. On the test. Oh the no! Test. Oh no! On the test. Jeez, that's no good. Yeah, for um, me it was just the uh, parallel parking. I failed that twice. Yeah. I, I am I a perfect driver. Good. No, no failed test for me. I got through. I got through the first time. Luckily, yeah, I but wish. I had I had Chuck's mistakes to learn from. Cause Chuck's my older brother, if you can't tell. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I learned from him. Yeah. I, yeah, I struggled. I've been struggling. I've been struggling. Are you still trying to, to get it? Like, are you, are you planning on taking another test soon? Yeah. Just once uh, England's out of the lockdown and then they're allowed to do tests again. Yeah. Interesting. So what's your dream car then? If you like, what, what is your first car going to be? And what's your dream car? I guess those two. I mean, save the environment so anything like hybrid or something like that so the lexus cars they look quite decent um has to be big enough to fit me yeah <laughs> so yeah and i'm not too fussy about cars to be honest yeah do they have teslas in england are they popular over there not as much you don't see them as much but hmm. yeah every now and then you'll see a tesla interesting yeah they're pretty popular here i feel like i see teslas like everywhere when i'm back home when i'm back home tesla's all over the place especially for chuck because chuck lives in california and that's kind of where they oh. i think that's where they produce them or at least where they used to so that's probably why yeah so where's home for you like where where when you go back home where do you go to that's a good question um my parents they're living in calgary alberta in canada so when i go back home that's where i go to so wherever my parents are is home mm -hmm. yeah so you obviously were all over the place throughout your life. You lived in the U.S. You were born in the U.S., lived in Canada, lived in England, now back in England again. Where would you say you kind of most identify with as like your home country? Um, I mean, of course, being born in America, I'm an American, um, mm -hmm. proudly. And um, uh, I spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time in England as uh like first 10 years of my life 
probably most of it was in England, but I was born to two Nigerian parents. So I'd say um, as much Nigerian as anything else. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. So I, I also saw that your both your parents are, are doctors. I feel like that's not really a job that has a lot of like travel involved with it. Like what caused you guys to be moving around so much? It was, it was, it was that it was, um, there was an opportunity uh, for my, um, for my mom. She, she was working long hours um, in England. So then it was, uh, there was an opportunity to be working less hours and be around us a bit more, me and my siblings a bit more. So she thought it's fair that oh, we move to Canada where she can have this uh, opportunity and not have to sacrifice um, like uh, how much she was making. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. so how old were you guys when, or how old were you rather when you moved to Canada? Um, I think it would have been the February before the 2014 World Cup. So yeah, February 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would have been 11. I would have been 11. Okay. Interesting. 11, yeah. And then, so, so you spent like, then you moved to Canada and then you spent like that time there and then you playing for Vancouver and then from Vancouver, then now you moved over to England. Is that how it yeah. went? That's how it went. Yeah. So uh, you're obviously both your parents are doctors. I also saw that both your older siblings are in med school. Uh, was there like kind of, I don't want to say pressure, but was the ex- expectation for you to also kind of follow in their footsteps and go to med school and, and go down that route? I mean, to be honest, I didn't want anything to do with it cause <laughs> just because my whole family was on that side of um, of uh, yeah, that career choice. So, but the academic route was always a big thing because school was always important. Like I always had good grades, um, graduated early. I graduated at 16. Um, so like there was a time I was thinking about possibly going to university. Um, we're looking, uh, we're actually looking at Harvard for a bit, but we were, uh, we decided that I'd go to pro and I'm so thankful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever go visit any schools, any colleges? No, I didn't. I didn't go for any, I didn't go for any visits because I was, I was really young, so I had mm-hmm. uh, I had the gap year available as well, so I didn't really think about it too much. When did you like fully commit to becoming a pro? Like, was it right before your move to Leicester where, where that came about, and you're like, okay, this is when I'm gonna like put all my eggs in this basket? Or leading up to that, was college on the table? I mean, I was always I I think from the moment I started playing. Uh, playing for Chelsea uh, when I was nine like uh, from that moment I was always committed to being a professional but I didn't all I didn't want to only 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 focus on that just in case because anything can happen in football so uh, I was always prepared I was always still uh, making sure that my grades are good but then uh, eventually I ended up at Leicester so uh, yeah can't complain so how did your move to Leicester come about in the first place from Vancouver um yeah uh so I was playing with uh Vancouver and the U.S. 17s uh we must have had a tournament in uh in England we had a tournament in England we played Russia England and Brazil and then uh, a couple months after that uh, I got contacted 
saying that um, Leicester wanted me to come down for a week, uh, for two weeks, and see how I did. And I did quite well. And then after that, uh, in the summer, I was um, on the plane to England. Was it a tough decision or was it a no-brainer for you? Because I feel like if you were to stay at Whitecaps, your path to the first team probably would have been a little expedited because it's a little easier to break into, no disrespect to Vancouver, but a little easier to break into the first team there than it is at a club like Leicester, who's now challenging for the Premier League and Champions League spots. Was it a no-brainer for you to, to go over there? Yeah, that was, it was always a plan for me to, like the Premier League is a league that I've always dreamed of playing in, like, the Premier, everyone watches the Premier League. It looks so competitive. It's just, yeah, it's, it was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't a quick decision. It wasn't a quick decision, but a lot of pros on the Leicester side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Growing so, up, who was your favorite, favorite club in the Premier League? Arsenal, bro. Is it Arsenal? Arsenal, you Arsenal. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. From the from the quick I mean, questions. Uh, <laughs> um. It was my dad's favorite team, so it was my dad's team, so yeah, it was my team. Hereditary. I, I think like the last like four or five people we've had on, their favorite club has been Arsenal. Everybody loves Arsenal. Everybody loves them for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. That's, I'll yeah. take that over like the typical like Man United's, Man City's. Like at least you're not on the, the bandwagon route. Yeah. There's a lot of bandwagon yeah, my, fans. My house is split up, Man United and Arsenal fans. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan. But I'm not a bandwagon Liverpool fan. I've been a Liverpool fan my whole life since I was like four years old, ever since I was started watching soccer. But my dad was always a, a Man United fan growing up. So I kind of feel like that's kind of why I started liking Liverpool was just because like oh, yeah. Man United was always winning when I was I'm 20 years old. So they were winning everything when I was a kid watching mm. it. So I kind of wanted like to go the other, you know, the, the underdog route, if you can even call oh. Liverpool an underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's how a lot of people, like when you're watching it, you just – you just start to choose, be become biased to one side, and then eventually it's your team. So yeah. So I want to like yeah, back up a little bit. Yeah, I want to back up a little bit to your Whitecaps days. We talked about mm. um, Fonzie a little bit before we started recording, but did you ever meet him or have any interaction with him when you were at the Whitecaps? Yeah, uh, there was a big group of um, players that were one from Vancouver, and we were from cities provinces outside of bc so we were normally together they put us into uh billet families or like homestays so we'd all be put into different houses and a bus would come pick us up on the way so we basically all grew up together as a big uh, big group of us so yeah awesome do you have a do you still talk to him at all yeah 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 for sure for sure there's a bunch of group chats that we all keep up with each other and yeah you still talk. Do you have any stories about like what he was like when he was younger, like before he hit the big stage? I mean, that you want to share? He's all, I mean, Alfonso was, he's he's always been one of the been been always one of the top players. So he'd go up an age group, absolutely boss it, then go <laughs> to the next. Absolutely boss it, go up to the next. Absolutely boss it, and then go up to the next, and then. By the time, because I'm two year, years younger than him, every single time I try and go up, I'd be going up. Yeah, like you'd be following him. Flying up. <laughs> so by the time I was getting to the first team and training with the first team, he was already on his way out. So, like, yeah, he's impossible to catch on the mm -hmm. field and just in life it was. Yeah, we had R Chris Richards on uh, earlier, one of our first episodes. 
And he told us a story about when he played for Dallas, uh, the FC Dallas Academy, and, and uh, Fonzie was still in the Vancouver Academy. And he said that he was just untouchable. He was just running past everybody. But, I mean, it makes sense why he was, what, 15 years old and he broke into the USL team, was there for not that long, and then right into the first team. Yeah. I guess it all makes sense. Yeah, but he's rapid. He's what a rapid. player. Yeah, what a player. <laughs> so how, how, how long have you been, like, one of the taller guys? You know what I mean? Like, how long have you been <laughs> tall? Have you always been, like, the tallest guy on your team? Yes, I've always been the tallest guy in my in my grade. I've always been the tallest guy on my team, but it wasn't like super tall until like I'd say eleven to fourteen. I grew from like it's gonna, it's gonna sound stupid, but I grew from maybe like say five ten ish to six four. Wow, six four. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Yeah, it was unbelievable. I couldn't move. I was having so many growing pains. It was <laughs> unbelievable. So did goalkeeper kind of choose itself for you because you were always taller or was that something that you wanted to play? Um, I feel like with a lot, it's the same story with a lot of goalkeepers that you just get, you eventually just get forced into the net and then you have a good game and then it's your position for the rest of the time. Like yeah. my older brother and his friends used to always like, want to play and like shoot around and because I'm younger I'm six years younger they're like yeah just go and go and then eventually I became quite good at it so <laughs> yeah yeah I just want to point out we're a very goalkeeper friendly podcast we've had on quite a few goalies we had on Stefan we had on JT Marcinkowski we had uh, Damian Loss who you know quite well yeah that's um, my guy who else have we had on Chuck any other goalies I'm trying to think Might Kevin Silva Kevin Silva who uh, plays for Toronto he's from our hometown but yeah, we're a goalkeeper friendly podcast. We we put on for we like our goalies. Yeah. Um, all right, it's kind of switching gears now towards your Leicester career. I'm curious, how would you kind of summarize your career there so far? I mean, it's been a great learning experience. Like you come and like it's you're working in like a high, high performance environment. You've got some of the best players in the world you've got the best professionals in the world too so you see them working hard you have to be working hard you have to be on your a-game every day it's been a huge learning experience for me like picking brains of players coaches it's it's huge yeah Yeah. so you've been training you you play with the you're playing with the u18s i've seen you've made the bench for the u23s um, are you training with the U23s at all, or are you mainly with the 18s for now? No, um, I've been with the first team for the majority of the season. Oh, it's really? just the, um, the, with COVID, if you are with the, um, if you're with one bubble, one training bubble, you're not allowed to be in a different bubble. So if you're with the first team in the train, if you're training with the first team and then you're pl- you can't be playing with the 23s or with the 18s, and vice versa so uh it's like it's not as easy to train here and play here train here and play here so um for the majority of the time i've just been training with the first team so you mm-hmm. haven't been getting any um like game minutes this season as much yeah not as much not as much i'd say it's been more of a working year it's been more of a working year gotcha yeah. so what are your goals for this year then since you can't really be playing games like what are your goals from within training i mean 
So because I'm around the first team all the time, I'm around the I'm around the gaffer all the time. So um, I feel like I just want to keep on getting making my way up the pecking order and seeing and making sure that they see me and making sure that they um, they can really gauge how much I'm getting better and uh, they can really see um, see me really. So yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you compare the keeper training and just like level of play in general from white caps your time at the white caps to now over at Leicester I mean um I, I always say it, uh football is football wherever you are but I'd say just you can see it's a bit of a high it's a it's a higher level and the players are probably less margin for error here so when you mess up you'll suffer like way quicker, they'll catch you on your mistakes a little bit more than they would like when I was back at Vancouver. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's Casper Schmeichel like in training? I'm curious because obviously he's a Premier League winner. His dad's Peter Schmeichel. I'm sure he's got like so much knowledge and so much to learn from him. Is there like one thing oh. that he's taught you that's kind of stuck with you? No, it's not just one thing. But if I was <laughs> going to pick one thing. Styling it out, he he uses those words a lot. Um, just to, just if I do make do something that I wasn't trying to do, say if I was trying to catch a ball, but it bounces to my feet and I pick it up, don't make it look like that wasn't what you're trying to do. Like you just have to style it out. Like I there's quite a lot. A lot of it, you've got mental things like small little technical details. He's got all of it. He's got all of it. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely somebody like a good person to be like just having as a mentor, just learning from, you know, because there's so much knowledge there. Yeah, perfect. Um, Danny Ward, too, he's the uh, number two, right? Mm, yeah. He's been around yeah. Premier League and, and um, he was at Liverpool for, I think, what, six or seven years. So he's been in yeah. top environments, too. So I'm sure there's a lot to learn from him as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a great, he's such a sound guy. He's so composed. He is so composed under every situation. Like, it's unbelievable. Did I've he never start, seen him look worried. Did he start for the uh, Welsh national team when you guys played against them in November? Yeah, he did. He did. He started for them. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So over in England, what what is, like, takes up a lot of your time outside of soccer, like football and training in general? I mean, right now, not much. Um, I used to be into basketball, so I used to just go down to the park and play a bit, but all the public parks are closed right now because of the lockdown. So really, I'd just be I'm just in my room. I might study a bit of like another language right now. I'm trying to learn Spanish. So I've been doing a bit of that. I mean, t- TikTok started to come into it now. So, <laughs> but Plug your that, TikTok. What's your app? Plug yes. your TikTok. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't want anyone yet, checking that yet. out? No, yeah. No, yeah. So when you play basketball over in England, are you just like, I mean, obviously you're a tall guy, but are you just, are you the best one out there? Like, I can't imagine the English. Come on, English dude. England, England's terrible at basketball. I don't know a single English <laughs> basketball player. Watch, if you guys ever have time, watch um, the Leicester Riders play basketball. They are unbelievable. Like, oh, yeah? They are levels ahead. They are levels ahead. Like, I went to a bunch of games last year. I went to a bunch of games last year. 
So that's the that's the team for that Leicester has. Like they're a professional yeah, team. That they're a professional team in the British Basketball League. They are actually so good. Last <laughs> year they were unbelievable. Yeah. Is it all yeah, English uh, guys, or do they have like Americans that come over and play? A lot of Americans. A lot of yeah. Americans. Yeah. Sure. They had um a guy called Naaman Wright, unbelievable player. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Has that ever approached you, like saying like, "Yo, you should uh." You should switch sports, come play basketball instead. No, 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 no. I think it's a bit too late for that. Is that like Leicester City, like the football club? Is that their team or is it? Because I know like Barcelona has a basketball team, Real Madrid has a basketball mm-hmm. team, or is it like an independent thing? Yeah, it's independent. It's independent. Okay. Yeah. So recently you just got called in. I mean, I guess it was like a couple months ago, but you got called into your first senior camp. You kind of walk us through that experience. Like, what was it like getting that phone call? Where were you? What was your reaction? I think I was just at home. See, my dad, uh, I think my dad was told earlier and he kept it from me. Like, I think my whole family knew they kept it from me and just waited for the team to be announced. And then when the team was announced, like, I, I, I kind of brushed through it. I didn't even realize like my name was there <laughs> and then some and then uh I was told I was in the team and then I called my I called my dad and he was like yeah I know and I was like what do you mean you know and then I I, I lost it. I was I didn't know how to react it was it was crazy how did crazy. your dad find out before you did I think um he I think they were they uh sent him an email first they uh, let him know first, yeah. Interesting. They probably had his, like, email on, like, their records, and we're just like, all right, we'll yeah. reach out to you first. And, yeah. or before, they sent, before they sent me the confirmation, they let him know first. So, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh, so, Bearhalter didn't call you? It was just, like, an email thing? Yeah. Originally. And then there was, like, um, uh, some texts that went out just to congratulate and everything. And then when, uh, official introductions were at camp. But, yeah. But yeah, the goalkeeper, of course, Aaron Hyde, the goalkeeper coach, he let me know. He congratulated me. And yeah, that was great. That's awesome. Yeah. So who kind of like impressed you the most from that camp? Because that was your obviously your first uh, senior mm. senior camp. Who was like, who stood out as like, wow, this is like, I mean, you're with Leicester, first team, obviously. So the level's obviously not that much different. But who was mm. like the most impressive player from that camp? I mean... All of them were quite impressive to me. If you if you're gonna if I'm gonna be honest, but Yunus Musa, he's he's a serious player. Yeah, Yunus Musa is a serious player. Like he was, I didn't know I was good, what we were gonna get from him. Like I've heard a lot about him, but then he's he's a really good player. Um, of course, Gio Gio's Gio's solid. Um, Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams, they were very good players. Yeah. And, <laughs> I could name the whole. I could name the whole team to be <laughs> honest, but yeah. No, so what? Zach, what are, Zach, Zach and Ethan. They yeah. were Zach and Ethan were great. They were great, great guys too. There you go. So what are what are you doing to make sure that Eunice picks the U.S. and stays with us? So you, you you making oh, sure he's he's with us? Weekly weekly notifications. <laughs> weekly notifications. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. We need that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a top player. So he, is he. <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. I was going to ask, do you guys have, like, a group chat still, like, active from all the guys from the senior at camp? 
No, no, not, uh, we don't have a group chat still active. That's no. active, okay. Because I was going to say, like, I know recently Pulisic just came out with that GQ cover or that spread mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Well, I was going to ask, like, what were the reactions when the team saw oh, that? Oh, he definitely got oh. clowned. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think I'll see that. <laughs> yeah not it's not flat i mean uh, whatever it's it's an interesting shoot that's for sure oh that's for sure so you had there's a lot of stuff coming up this summer for the uh for the national team have you had conversations with the staff on where they see you kind of fitting in i mean i guess there's a lot to go there's not a lot happening you've got the gold cup you've got thing qualifiers you've got friendly still to come you've got I think even the Olympics, uh, if it goes on. Fingers so, crossed. Yeah, I hope it goes. I hope it goes on. Um, can't have no Olympics. Yeah. But um, so that's a lot of different teams. You don't know how it's going to work. So really anything can happen. So just, yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully I can get into the team again, doing all I can to get in. So, yeah. Do you have your 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 eyes set on on one thing that kind of stands out to you, or is it just wherever you can get your opportunity, you're going to take it? I mean, if I can get into the um, if I can get into the qualifiers team, then that's great. But um, whatever I get, I'm going to work as hard as I would for anything else. Yep, that's the mentality to have. You can't. I mean, you just got to take, you're still what, you're 18 years old. I mean, 18, for a first, yeah. yeah, for goalies, usually, I mean, the only goalie I can think of that really broke out in the first team um, from a super young age like that and had a great career was, um, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty, but the one that sticks out to me was uh, Casillas. I think he started with Real Madrid mm-hmm. when he was like 18 or 19. But I mean, yeah. it's like goalies and center backs, you want a lot of experience back there. So it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a grind to get back, to get into that, that starting role. Mm, but I guess, the back end of your career lasts a bit longer as well. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. to talk about People your idol, Vandersar, he didn't join Man United until he was what, 35, 36 years old. Yeah. He's still playing at the top, top level. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Tim Howard retired at 40, I think, or around there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong yeah. about that. Exactly. He, he was got, old. Yeah. Yeah. Keepers last forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I know. I was doing a little like research onto you. I was looking through like your Instagram and your stories. I saw you performed um, Otis for your initiation song. What was, <laughs> like why why uh why Otis? Like what was the reasoning behind picking that song? Was oh, that before you go, before you go, I gotta say that was probably one of the best initiation performances I've seen because you guys you, got the ad libs yeah. and everything going. It was fire. Thank yeah, thank you very much. Um, so. It was, it was actually, um, uh, so Dennis Giamfi, he plays for, uh, he's at Dinamo now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was his idea, actually. He was like, yo, let's do something crazy. Let's just go for it. <laughs> and I'm like, are you, are you sure? Like, like okay, I'll, I'll back you whatever you want to do. And he's like, all right, let's do this song. You do the Kanye lyrics, I'll do the Jay-Z stuff. So then he's had me like, I think a week before, because we were told when we were going to have to do it on the Christmas dinner. So uh, a week before learning all the lyrics off by heart. So I'm just thinking, oh, my God. Like, and then it was time. We were just like, all right, let's do it. And then we went for it. <laughs> the guys loved it. The guys loved it. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. 
that was like one every because it's like you guys were like really into it you're like moving around and like just having fun with it like controlled the stage controlled the stage for sure yeah 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 i mean i've had i've had quite a few of those i've had to do quite a few um uh initiations in my life for teams so yeah i've had to do it at every single team i've played for it at each age group i've played for them so yeah would you I've say that was your best was that your best performance yeah it's up there it's up there with my best it's up there it's up there with my best <laughs> so who are like some of, some of your favorite artists then like for musically oh see um i mean all my friends would know i listen to everything i listen to you name it i probably list have like a playlist for that genre but um big kendrick and j cole fan like big into their music uh brent fires i do like a bit of brent fires uh what else we got i mean i told you bob marley's my uh, that's my pre-game music just to mellow me out and just calm me down um yeah I, i i listen to everything really you listen to any UK drill? Oh, that's what I don't really listen to. No. I'm not a big fan. I like UK, some UK rappers, but like, and musicians. But the drill, I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if it's hmm. for me. Do a lot of yeah. guys listen to that in the, like, I don't, I don't know about in the locker room, but just like guys from Leicester, do they, do they like that kind of music? Um, Like every now and then you hear it. Every now and then you hear it. But like, yeah, I'm I'm not a, I'm not too big a fan. You you hear more little baby and all that stuff in the gym. yeah. It's all the American stuff. <laughs> yeah, the American stuff. The Atlanta rap. Yeah. So I saw. I think I'm pretty sure it was on the U.S. soccer site. It said that you like to make music. Is that is that like valid? Do you? Um, a bit. It is actually it is. Um, I do. Uh, my brother's big into music. He he's um. He's a bit of a musician, so like just being the younger brother that just wants to like follow in his footsteps. I do just a little bit, but like nothing, nothing serious, just stuff on the side. Like what, what kind of music? Oh, really, I like yeah, hip hop, R and B, rap type of stuff. Like I like that type of stuff. But I'll just be doing all my free time, just like whenever I'm really, really bored. Mm-hmm. Are you are you rapping? Or are you making beats? Um. I've I've done it. I've done a bit of both. I've done a bit of both. I've I've been trying to learn how to start like making beats like properly and all of that. But it's difficult. It's difficult. I have yeah. respect for producers. They they're doing they're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. That it takes a lot of time to learn. Just a lot of like trial and error and just going through all that. Yeah. Because I know one of my friends from at school, he like started his own record label and like from where he was started like he started freshman year to where he's now like as a senior it's like it takes a lot of time to get to like a good spot you know yeah yeah i hear you, I hear you. <laughs> so for away games what is like three things that you absolutely cannot travel without headphones for sure i need my headphones um what else what Head, I need my headphones. I'll need a book. I'll need some sort of book for sure. And then, what's the last thing I always need? Mm. 
not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the spot. Yeah. I'm not too sure. But headphones and a book are the two things I always need. Are you reading something right now? Um, yeah, I'm reading uh, Law, The Laws of Power right now, Robert Greene. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, Robert Greene? Is that... Oh, no, no, not the, not the goalkeeper. Okay, okay. Not I was going to say. He's yeah. an American legend, Robert Greene. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, that can happen to any goalkeeper, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't you can't clown him because you yeah, you never it can know. Happen to anybody. Yeah. It can happen to anybody. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm allowed to. Yeah. Allowed to take the take the piss. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. I need your I need your go goalkeeper. I mean, after last season, I don't think I can, I have to say Manuel Neuer. Yeah. Manuel Neuer is that last season like he just keeps on keeps on showing up. Yeah, he keeps on showing up. He's yeah, people thought he was finished. Yeah, that was no. Nope. Yeah, unbelievable season. Every great team needs a great goalkeeper. That's very true. Mm. Very true. All right, All I right. think we're gonna move into Reddit questions now, Chuck. Unless you have something else. I just got one more question. Okay. I really want to ask, and based on looks between just like just looking at us right now, <laughs> who do you think? would score more goals on you in a penalty shootout me or will what do you want to, how is he supposed to answer that I don't, i'm sorry but <laughs> neither of you guys are scoring ah uh, so, yeah that's probably fair um, yeah, that's probably it's fair. not happening it's not happening <laughs> uh, that's probably fair all right we're gonna we, we posted a little thing on reddit for some some fan questions oh yeah for sure um okay so we have the first one from I don't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Um, he says, did you ever get Wesson back for slapping you on the back of your head? <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't actually get it back. I, I need to. I need to. Yeah, definitely need to. Well, that actually, back. he turned the video off too early. Turned the video yeah? off too early. <laughs> of course. He, he wasn't going to post the full thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is from Steve Hyde for POTUS. Uh, he says, who are the best players you played with at the U-17 World Cup? Oh, uh, Gio, Busio, uh, Kobe Hernandez, Ooh, Daniel Leva. And then he also has a second one. And it's, how does it feel to be one of the few players from that U-17 World Cup team to receive a, a national team call-up? I mean, I'm always going to be on it. Uh, so it's, it's huge, but there's more of us to come. More of us to come. Definitely. Definitely. This one is from Catch, and he wants to know, what were your favorite restaurants slash spots slash places in Vancouver while you were there? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you got... Cactus Club is a great um, restaurant. Uh, you got Togo Sushi. You've got oh Asashi Sushi. Um, and then yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. So you like sushi? A bit, a bit, yeah. a bit. Love, I love sushi. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, all right, I think that's all we have for uh, fan questions. Chuck, you got anything else? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. Uh, 
thanks for joining us today, Tura. We enjoyed having you yeah. on, and we're we're uh, happy we got, we got it to work out. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Keeping It Simple. So as you guys know, we had some fan questions included in here. If you guys head over to our Instagram at kidspod at K-I-T-S-P-O-D, we're actually having Sebastian Legette on this coming Tuesday. So if you head on over right now and get some questions in, just on our Instagram post, write them in the comments. We most likely will use them if they're good questions. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow us there. We're same handle on throughout all social media. So just follow us there. That's it. All I got for you guys today. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode and we appreciate your support. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.